0: Time for the latest in sports debate. The hottest topics, the biggest question marks, answered right now. This is The Critical Eye with Erie Sports Now's Isaac Petcash. All right, today's the day. Two weeks, 18 weeks before that... And four weeks of crazy playoff action, and we are finally to the Super Bowl Sunday weekend, February 13th on a Sunday. Folks, if you haven't gotten your loved one's Valentine's Day gifts yet, be sure to do that before game time. Welcome into the Critical Eye podcast, wherever you may be listening, however you might be spending your Super Bowl Sunday. Welcome in. Isaac Petcash back here in the studio, the Happy 927 Studios. We got Joe Ledneski from Edinburgh as he prepares for the other big event of the day, Edinburgh and Lockhaven Wrestling, and then the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jovan Johnson, who is joining us via phone call from Los Angeles this morning as he is getting set for another busy day. Uh, Jovan, I I apologize for waking you up so early. How how much sleep have you gotten the last couple of days?
1: Oh, not much at all. (laughs) A couple hours, maybe. You know, we've been working nonstop, giving the footage back to the station area and area, just on the go, 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 and you know, enjoying the atmosphere here in LA.
0: Can you tell me what it's? Can you tell me what it's like? I I feel like I I feel like you know we've seen some of the stuff you guys have put out, and it's pretty incredible. Fan experience, drone shows. I mean. Is it is it what you expected? Because I think everyone expected L.A., you know, this massive market, big show. I mean, is it what you expected?
1: Yeah, I mean, L.A. is the city of big lights, celebrities, parties, and all that good stuff. You know, but they're, they're definitely hosting a, a very good event. Uh, the NFL experience event was something incredible to see, being able to go in there and see the kids and, you know, them getting that firsthand experience of what it's like to be a part of the combine and what the players go through the the testing drills that they get put through. And, you know, you can, you can even be a draft pick if you wanted for a moment and just having your moment for these kids is special. Um, you know, but all in all, you know, you get to see all the different fans from all the 32 teams that are just here to enjoy the moment. And it's been incredible.
0: Yeah. What a weekend so far. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, the weather there is significantly better th- than here J- jd kind of john leiger sports director uh kind of gave us a tease yesterday on the news he said you know it's gonna hit 90 i need a i need a milkshake or something like that uh, to cool me down so uh what a weekend what a season guys let's start with this you know I think we can both agree. We can all agree. This has been probably the wildest NFL season, at least, that that I've been alive for. I mean, I've only been alive for 22 of them, but still, I think that's a pretty good sample size. You, you know, are you guys surprised, looking back on the season itself, who you had at the beginning of the year for the, to win the title? Are you guys surprised by this matchup, Cincinnati and, and L.A.? Because it seems to me, I, I mean, I think L.A., you know, people could have gotten behind, right? They get Matthew Stafford. They pick up a couple da- guys at the trade deadline, a couple of free agents. But Cincinnati, I think, is a long shot. Are you guys surprised by this matchup uh, now that this season is, is coming to a close and we can finally get ready for Super Bowl Sunday?
2: I, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously the Bengals are, are the surprise. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to see if this works for the Rams. You know, they, they went all in on Stafford. They, they paid up. Jalen Ramsey, you know, there's a couple of big name guys out there now. But who would have thought, I mean, and it may come down to this. You know, who would have thought that Lauren Wood's birth canal is what we're all paying attention to? I mean, are the Rams as good without OBJ? What does OBJ do? I mean, I think that's the question. You know, my wife asked me this morning, what would you do? I mean, we all have kids. I you know, yes, I understand it's his first kid, but there's a lot more, there's a lot more dads walking around out there than there are Super Bowl champions. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right move here is, but I mean, to me, I think this will be incredible, or this is all somewhat staged, and she's not actually due at any moment, and OBJ is enjoying the spotlight. I don't know, but um, that guy. I, I feel like there
1: is no right answer. Gilvan, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised for a. a very select few of reasons but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been outstanding combination throughout the whole entire NFL season I mean being able to see those guys work together in college at LSU and win a national championship and being at the top of their games and then being able to carry that over into the NFL and still have the same si- same kinds of success that they had in college is incredible and then just to see the Rams be here, you know, Matthew Stafford being able to, to defy the odds and you know Reese, uh, Reese resurrect his career uh, from where he was in Detroit to come to LA and uh, take them to the big game. Odell Beckham, the storylines that surround him um, being that he was the distraction in Cleveland and you know overcoming the injuries that he faced. and now he's here in the big game as well. And then Cooper Cup being the triple crown winner. You know, it's so many superstars out on the big stage that are destined to be great. Um, And I would love nothing more than to see somebody get crowned a champion, which is going to happen here in in a few more hours. Um, But I would love to see Aaron Donald be able to get a a championship ring to be able to cement his legacy as one of the best defensive players ever.
0: You know uh – I I want I want to. There are so many storylines for this game. Um, and, and Joe, to answer your question, by the way, I, I think OBJ's decision should be dictated by Lauren Woods. Whatever Lauren Woods tells him to do is what OBJ should do. That's just my personal opinion. But but that's no one's. you are not so married wise. yet. I thought that rule only applied when you were married. But but you're having a kid together. What what does it matter? Right. You're having a kid together. Right. That, that yep. And that's uh, what, that's what if a. He, what if he just tells her?
2: I, when we win this, I'll promise you another one. <laughs>
0: Well, I think I don't think that would be a problem with with the uh, bonus incentives that OBJ is making this year. But, 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 but anyway, speaking of, speaking of young people, I, I want to talk about this storyline. Um, next week, the three of us are going to give out, and I, I apologize to our listeners because we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, but things, of course, popped up. Uh, we had a lot of other major stories to get to in the NFL. We're going to be giving out our, our NFL awards next week. Once the Super Bowl is done. But, you know, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, got hosed, massively hosed, in the NFL honors. Um, the lack of MVP votes. And I understand that that Aaron Rodgers uh, probably, I, I, statistically wise, deserved to win it. Uh, you know, he leads Green Bay to a, a decisive regular season. But let me throw this out there. For anyone out there who is okay with the fact that the NFL honors are given out following the regular season, especially the MVP vote, to me is ludicrous. I mean, you look at the last few weeks, and, and when you ask yourself who is the most valuable player, when I think of value, I think of two things. I think of number one, how talented are you compared to the others at your position, and B... Are you the most valuable player for your team in the case that without you your team is garbage? And I think I don't think there's any question in my mind. Without Joe Burrow, not only are the Cincinnati Bengals not in the Super Bowl, I don't think they make the playoffs and quite frankly, I don't know if they finish 3rd in their division. I think they finish 4th. So so guys, is it, to, to me Joe Burrow is, is such an underrated commodity in this. Is Joe Burrow to you guys the reason, the sole reason, uh, or the main reason that Cincy is in the Super Bowl? Because to me, I think it was a strong indication at the NFL Honors or a couple of days ago that we need to make the playoffs matter in these voting because the MVP to me of the season is Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, I, no, I,
2: I, think, I think that's kind of a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, is, is it though? You.
0: I mean, have you watched him all year?
2: Yeah, I, I have. But I mean, you know, this is a. I mean, he's he will he will be. I mean, he will be. Um, and, and again, I think I ordinarily I don't necessarily disagree. Um, with with your argument, uh, ordinarily I would be one hundred percent on board with your argument you know, based on my Heisman stance. But I think you have the right position. And I think you have the right game. But I think you're looking at the wrong guy. I think it's Matthew Stafford. You know, Matthew Stafford threw for more yards, threw for more touchdowns, fewer interceptions. Uh, You know, I I think that you look at—I'm sorry, Burrow had fewer interceptions, but it's either here or there. I'm just saying that the argument that you're making for Burrow, I think you could probably make for Matthew Stafford. And and the reason being is—
0: Well, well, how, well, how so, though? How, how, how so? Because, uh, you know, I, I just, I just have, to, I have to stop you for a second. I mean, you, you look at the Rams' defense, guys. I mean, you know, L.A.'s coming in with guys like Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, and all of those head honchos. Uh,
2: my homes went down. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, Burrow's been a great story. The storylines are awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that the argument that you're making for Burrow, I think would 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 hold true for Matthew Stafford as well. and I don't know if you can just make that argument uh, based on that stance. That's my only point, but Joe Burrow has been a, a really a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know it's it's dangerous territory, but you know in your second year in and a rookie and people are saying things like Manning and Harrison or uh, Montana and Rice, it's not a bad place to start.
0: Well, Jovan, let, let me throw this out there. Jovan, if you're still on the line. I mean, Joe, I understand your argument to an extent, but you but you look at the Rams and you think to yourself, well, the defensive side specifically I mean, you've got guys Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, just to name a few. On the offensive side, you look at all the stars. I mean, Cam Akers, Sony Michelle in the backfield when Akers got hurt, and in the receiving core Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. When he's healthy, Robert Woods. I just, I just think there are so many more weapons that listen. Sean McVay got the Rams to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, so I think it can be done. For the rams with the talent that they have i'm not so sure that cincinnati is anywhere near there without joe burrow i mean joe Vaughn, what say you
1: i mean I, the nfl honors i believe are a joke anyways because the fact that the only people that really get considered for mvp or quarterbacks is a joke to me you know you got guys like cooper cup who was a triple crown winner with the receivers in all categories this season and what he had maybe one vote for MVP, that that's that's outstanding, outstanding because it's, it's ridiculous. And then you you got guys like uh, Trayvon Diggs who led the league in interceptions, was probably the most dominant defensive back um, in the league, and he very very rarely got even any credibility for being defensive player of the year. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. The awards are based on people who vote that just fall in love with certain categories of players. I mean, linebackers and D linemen always dominate defense player of the year. MVPs always dominated by quarterbacks. I mean, it's ridiculous. But um, to the point of Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow has been having an outstanding season. He's He's been incredible. Um, but to, to say that he should have been the MVP. I think Aaron Rodgers, if you take Aaron Rodgers off of Green Bay, Green Bay probably doesn't even make the playoffs at all. Um, You know, so to say that, you could say that with so many guys. I mean, Matthew Stafford has had an incredible season. He's been paired with some incredible talents. But, you know, if you take him away and you bring in another quarterback, you know, let's say jared Goffs, that there doesn't guarantee that the rams make the playoffs or make the super bowl so i mean you could you could do that you could nitpick and and you know do that with many different players but you know the rams and the and the Bengals were the
0: two best teams all season and they're they're in the big game for a reason well let's talk about matthew stafford for a second guys because i think this the other side of the coin that is probably, I'd say, the best feel-good story of the year. Um, it, it, interestingly enough, this will be the first Super Bowl ever played in which both quarterbacks have a losing record in the regular season. Joe Burrow 12-13-1. Matthew Stafford, I think, is 86-95, and 95, if I saw. And, and I remember on the last show, we talked about for Matthew Stafford that you know, a career wasted, right? A potentially Hall of Fame career, one of the best, if not the best fourth quarter, last minute drive quarterbacks in all of the NFL. Um, How much pressure is on Stafford in this game? I mean, I think we all understand how great he is. We have seen that come to fruition this season, but you know, you always have to operate right under the assumption that you might never get back here again. So for Matthew Stafford, how much pressure is on him, not just today, but for his legacy and his career, guys? Because I think we all agree he's a Hall of Famer, but, you know, the whole the whole script will flip if Matthew wins one compared to if he doesn't and he's of the likes of maybe Dan Marino. Well, I
2: think it—I don't know if there's pressure, but, I, I mean, today, I think, for me anyway, Joe Vaughn— Today changes everything for Matthew Stafford, And, You know, if, if he was if he's able to pick that trophy up at the end of the day, now all of a sudden, you know, he goes from a what could have been to an all-time elite. You know, like when I mean, you got to figure, you know, he was buried in Detroit, and I believe his top ten passer right now uh, already in terms of yards. I mean, it, it this changes everything in terms of the perception of of matthew stafford in in my opinion because he had been so good but he was so good with the the butt right well but he's in detroit but they stay but he's never going to get a chance to get to the postseason and if he gets a chance for the first time and in one year he picks the trophy up to me i think everything
1: changes on how he's perceived absolutely 100 um if he wins today that changes his whole legacy i mean i instantly make him a first ballot hall of famer because his numbers that he's put up with less talent than arguably most quarterbacks in the nfl i mean minus megatron most people probably couldn't tell you one another one of uh, matthew Stafford's receivers that he played with that were you know perennial all-stars so you know he's put up numbers he's done it he's gotten it done he might not have won many playoff games in detroit but this opportunity today really was cement his legacy as being one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the game
0: so the quarterbacks clearly are a big part of this one and, and listen <laughs> funny how they got here in, in different paths but you know as, as as we like to say and as we as you see jovan in la there's not just one star walking around that holds all the spotlight. So I want to – I'm curious because this has been an argument that that I've been trying to make with a lot of people in the last couple of weeks. I, I think if we're talking about units and we start to expand now outside of the quarterbacks, right – The Cincinnati defense, for me, is the most interesting one. Um, I I think they could potentially be the most underrated unit in football with how good they've been. But I want to ask both of you, which unit today do you think is going to be the biggest? Which one's the most talented? Which one has the best threat to succeed? Um, I think Cincinnati's defense could fly under the radar, but is there a unit, guys, that you think could prove the difference today in this game?
2: Oh, I think it, I think that one's easy, and I don't I don't think going to disagree with me. I think it's uh, the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, you know, you look at Burrow; Burrow's been stacked 51 times. I mean, that is a ton. And you know what? What have they done? And and how often have they faced Aaron Donald? So I I think I think the Bengals' offensive line, and, and this is this is easy. You know, you can make this argument. You know, for anybody. But they've given up 51 sacks. So I think I think the guys that matter the most are are the offensive line for the Bengals, and I don't think it's
1: close. Yeah, I agree 100% because when you're facing guys, pass rushers like Aaron Donald, uh, Leonard Floyd, and Vaughn Miller, you got those type of guys in front of you, and you've been giving up sack after sack just a few short weeks ago. You gave up nine sacks in the game. I think that causes for some some uh, distractions to be able to – you have to be ready to go because these guys are coming to play. They're not coming to just mess around. They want to hoist that Lombardi. So the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals, in order for them to get it done, they got to hold up for four quarters versus arguably one of the best pass rushers in NFL history.
0: You know, I thank you guys. Uh, thank you in all sincerity. Thank you because you make my argument for Joe Burrow for MVP a lot sweeter there. Uh, since he's offensive line is horrendous. I, I don't know how anybody in any other scenario would be able to say that any mediocre quarterback would be able to hold up. I mean, the fact that Joe Burrow, like you said, sacked 51 times is abysmal. And, and listen, again, this is a Cincinnati team that was able to go beat Tennessee after being uh, giving up nine sacks in a game, and I think that one will be interesting. I, Jovan, I want to ask you this, too, and I and I know we're, we're going to have to cut this episode a little bit shorter because we're kind of strained for time here, but Jovan, I want to ask you before we get to X-Factors and game picks here, um, home field advantage. We saw this last year in Tampa. The Bucs got to play on their home field. It was the first time ever in Super Bowl history that had happened. Do you sense, Joe Vaughn, in L.A. that the Rams have some sort of a home field advantage? I mean, from my seat here in Pennsylvania... I don't. I mean, you saw in the NFC Championship game last year, uh, last uh, week, uh, two weeks ago, rather. I mean, look at all the Niner fans that infiltrated SoFi Stadium. I- is there a home field vibe there, Jovan, or is it is it neutral from what you're seeing?
1: I mean, in a big game, is never really a home field advantage because typically you don't have fans there that are able to give one team or the other a a big advantage um it's typically dominated by media members and and business people and things of that nature that you know are just there to see the game so you know the ticket prices are ridiculous so to get fans in there you might you'll you're going to have some sprinkled throughout but i think it's just going to be a the game that uh whoever is able to play the best for 60 minutes or even you know the extra period uh, will be the team that wins but you know being able to make adjustments on the fly and coach through situational football and make sure that every star that is out there on the field is playing at a high level and not making mistakes it's going to be more mental than physical i believe in this game because uh you know you got to be able to bounce back and through adversity and that's and that's what it's going to boil down to
0: let me ask you both who do you think has more pressure to win this game today? I mean, I I think we can all agree if, it, if it's Green Bay and somebody, you, you put the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. If it's Chiefs and somebody, you put the pressure on Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. If it's the Bills and somebody, well, Josh Allen has to get over the hump. I, I mean, I, I don't sense a lot of – I mean, I know the players feel pressure, but I don't sense a lot of pressure for legacy in this game outside of Matthew Stafford. I mean, is there is there a team, guys, that you think has the pressure in this game – knowing what you know and what we've seen this year because I, I don't know if I can pinpoint a team that has the pressure more than any other.
2: Now, I mean you look at the Bengals you know they're you know, they're a surprise team they're they're 10 and seven they were okay in the regular season and then they all of a sudden they find their stride you know beating Tennessee beating beating Kansas City. So you've got to assume that they've got their confidence. I don't think they' I don't think they feel like they're playing with house money any longer. I think they now they think why not us? I mean, I guess there would be the pressure, but, you know, sort of to, to answer Joe Bond's question, when you're a franchise it bounces around all the time, you don't really have any fans. And that's who the Rams are. I mean, L.A. is not, I mean, L.A. is not a great football town. It's just not. So I don't know if, I don't know if the, the L.A. media would pay, you know, put the, put the pressure on them like in New York or a or Philadelphia or a Pittsburgh for that matter. But I think I, at this juncture, the ball game, I, I think the pressure is equally distributed in, in terms of it, it's, the, it's the freaking Super Bowl.
0: Well, good point, Jovan. Let me also throw this out there, too, to you. Um, you know, we talk about the Bengals and them being a surprise team, right? 10 and 7, barely win the division, a shock, $45 million in cap space next year, and yet Joe Burrow still manages to find a way. But here's the interesting thing. To me, there's more pressure on Cincinnati, Joe because the AFC is so stacked. I mean, Joe Burrow plays in a stacked division with great quarterbacks and who knows what Pittsburgh is going to do. A stacked conference. I mean, it might be harder for the Bengals to get back to this spot in the next 10 years than the Rams. Am, am I wrong to think that?
1: I mean, it, it's a possibility that that can that be a true assessment. But I think the Rams, given the fact that they have some guys that will be coming up under free agency, uh, yeah, they'll have Aaron Donald, they'll have Jalen Ramsey, but they're still going to have to be able to keep those guys in-house and be able to sign those guys back. That's part of the NFL that, that gets overlooked, is the ability for GMs and front office execs to be able to keep those guys in the cities instead of those guys going elsewhere. Because all the players, you know, their number one goal is to get paid and make sure that they are able to take care of their families for generational wealth. And I think, you know, being able to sign those guys and keep them there is, is the hard part. But, you know, the pressure is, is equally distributed to Joe's point. I think this is the biggest game that they've ever played in, and it's on the biggest stage. So, you know, you just got to be ready to go. And, you know, in the moments like these, the pressure, the pressure builds. And the guys that can't withstand the pressure ultimately fold. So we'll see what happens.
0: It'll be fun. All right, it's about that time. Let's l- let's let's do this first, guys. I want you to give me one player—the name of a single player in this game that you think will be an X factor. Let's start with you, Joe. X factor tonight: Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl Fifty Six.
2: Oh uh, boy, I don't know. I mean, my my head tells me to go with the Rams. But the way things are going, my heart tells me to go with the Bengals. So I'm going to incorporate two themes. Tyler Boyd continued the big 33 streak of 56. That's right, all 56 Super Bowls that have ever been played have had a big 33 alum in it, which has been the greatest yes. uh, accomplishment I, I think of, of any any meaningless stat that I can come up with. That's amazing. I think Tyler Boyd is in, it, in for a big game. You know, obviously we know what the the back end of that defense can do for the Rams really good. Super Cups going to be covered up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jalen Ramsey, you know, is a, is a lockdown quarter. I'm sure he'll be on chase. I'm going to go with t Boyd, the kid from Clinton. All
0: right, Joe Vaughn. Big 33 is what Joe's going with. How about you?
1: Hey, being the big 33 alum myself, playing in that game and knowing that we've always, for the life of the Super Bowl, had a guy in the big, 33 play in the Super Bowl, that's incredible. And I'm, and I'm definitely happy that, that that's continuing. But in this game, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham because as to Joe's point, they're going to try and do their best to cover up Cooper Cup. And I think Odell is going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups and then he's going to excel and show why they brought him there to be the X Factor on the other side of the cup, and now it's going to be his time to go ahead and shine and make sure that he sticks it to Cleveland and shows them that it was never his fault.
0: Boy, you talk about cities that can't win. <laughs> Imagine Cleveland today, if Odell Beckham wins the Super Bowl, gets to see the birth of his child, and sticks into the face of Cleveland fans who still, still continue to underachieve even when they're not actually playing. Sorry Browns fans, we had to bring that up. You know, you guys you guys are right. Joe, I like your pick, but but I actually think you've got the wrong receiver. No one has talked this year about T Higgins, a 1000-yard receiver. Uh the touchdowns that he's caught, a lot of those have been significantly difficult throws from Joe Burrow and great catches by Higgins. I think this could be the best or the most underrated, I should say, number two receiver in football. Uh, his ability to create routes in space, the way that he can make defenders miss. T. Higgins, I think, is going to have a monster day. I think he could go for over 100 in a touchdown. I think seven to eight catches, 100-plus in a score, I think that's the range for Higgins today. Um, don't Again, Cincy and L.A. both have great depth receivers, but to me, it's Higgins. It could be Boyd, too. Um, I like the Big Thirty Three re- reference, of course, but but then again, uh, I just think Higgins has been so under the radar, and I kind of think he epitomizes this Bengals team and how they play. All right, we're near the end of the podcast. We have to pick the game. Uh, I'll start with you, Joe. Rams Bengals. Who is walking home with the Lombardi after tonight?
2: That so I, I, I I sort of become a Joe Cool fan or Joe Smooth or whatever whatever nickname people are trying to give him uh but i i said my heart says the bengals my head says the rams um, although i wasn't a very good student maybe i should follow my heart i'm gonna go rams i just think i think they're too good i think that pass rush really exposes uh some of the bengals weakness i mean aaron donald is, is 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 an all-timer i expect a good game but i think uh i think the rams get it done all
0: right Jovan, let's see you
1: I'm taking the Rams as well. I mean, I think it's going to be an outstanding game. It's going to come down to the last final couple minutes, but uh, I think the Rams get it done, and I think the sole reason is because Matthew Stafford goes out, plays lights out, and cements his legacy as one of the best quarterbacks ever.
0: All right, so here's here's my take on this. I think whichever team is trailing at the start of the fourth quarter will win the football game. I mean, these are two teams – that know how to play from behind and don't know how to play with a lead, as we've seen all season long. I think the key factor in this game, again, is is going to also be, in addition to the the wide receivers for Cincy, is the Bengals' defense, Uh, an underrated unit with a couple of guys back there who have have been able to make plays. Um, You know what? All season long... The only reason that I'm making this pick is because I still don't know how Cincinnati's in the Super Bowl, and for that reason, I'm going to pick them. Um, You know, you, you bring up the 51 sacks, you bring up the pressure that Burrow's faced, but but it hasn't really mattered, right? I mean, you look at the Tennessee game, nine sacks, they still find a way to win. The the Kansas City game, Burrow can't make his way out of a paper bag after the first couple of quarters with C- uh, Kansas City's pressure, they still win. Um, I don't. I don't think it's all borough, but I think it's a significant part borough. And I'll take Cincy thirty three twenty seven. Just something about the fact that despite all of the negatives on this Cincy roster, they still find a way to turn it around. Uh, AFC North, beware! This team is very good. They're going to be very good for years to come. And I think they walk home with a Super Bowl title. I'll take Cincy. Uh, in this game. Uh, Lastly, quickly, Joe Vaughn, I want to ask before we end this. I've been told that SoFi Stadium looks like a spaceship. Is is that correct?
1: Yeah, it does. It's pretty cool. Pretty uh, interesting scenery of a stadium, but I think it's probably one of the best orchestrated stadiums in the NFL. So uh, Definitely a sight to see if you ever get the chance to see it.
0: Alright, soak it up. Joe, enjoy your wrestling. Joe Vaughn, enjoy the game. What a game it's going to be 6:30 WICU here locally on Erie Super Bowl 56 Bengals Rams the guys Jovan and John live from Los Angeles a little bit later on today we of course have all the coverage you could want plus next week we'll recap the season we'll also look toward the off season and we will give out our superlatives for the best in the NFL thanks for listening enjoy the game don't get too wasted tonight Because you got work in the morning, at least for some of us. All right, we'll see you all next week. Enjoy your night. Take care.